Sure, he's got a sweet spot for the 60s, but broadcaster Duke Eatman is an authoritative figure across all music genres and all decades. Over the years, he's hosted a number of radio shows and has also taught music history at McGill University. Duke himself is also a musician, which has allowed him to do something special, represent music from a musical perspective. Some warm in here. Are they still on the air? Oh no, it's a pre-tape. Sometimes it's live radio, and then sometimes you do like a pre-tape. It's like a show that's that's already done. So that means we can set up and get ready to rock the house. Anyway, it's so nice to see you. You ready? Yes. I'm gonna give this chair. I need a little bit of your pep talk before we get started. Well, I was fortunate enough to get my dear friend and life coach, Nancy Backey, to come down and just sort of give me a little bit of a pep talk in dealing with a lot of things. But when you, you know, you do this for a living, you're a professional, you still have to perform. You gotta go on the air, you gotta do your thing, you got a job to do, and she just helps me to do it. Well, Nancy's a very dear friend of mine, an old friend, and she's also my life coach. And before I met Nancy, I wasn't even familiar with the term a life coach, and I'm starting to understand more and more every day what it is. All right, well, let's try and do it today. We're gonna, we're gonna rock this house today. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. I came from a very musical family. Um, my father's a black North American, uh, born here, and his family was, our family goes back to the States. My mother, is part Native Canadian, part Iroquois, and part Irish. And so my parents were 60s people. So I was a child of those young people in their 20s that camped out in front of the, the forum all night to get tickets to shows. I was a typical 60s child. I went to all these shows. So my earliest memories are music, going to see James Brown when I was two at the Montreal Forum, being on stage with Chuck Berry, doing a duck walk with Chuck Berry when I was about that age. Adjust your rhythm. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooved. A welcome to Now, when I'm on the radio, I want to feel that I'm in a live environment, so I put the monitors on kind of loud. Sometimes they're doing production in there, and they say, can you turn it down a little bit? Home of the extraterrestrial brother. I need the bass. Dealers of funky music, funk. Uncut. What attracted me to getting involved in the music industry from the media aspect is that I had studied so much about music as a musician, wanting to understand what made musicians successful and what the ingredients were to creating good music and having a successful career. Um, I used to listen to the radio often, even here in the city, and nobody would backtrack what we heard, who it was by, let alone anything on the history of it, when it came out, little inter interesting facts here and there to other aspects of it where I figured I acquired all this information, let me put it towards something that the public could enjoy, be entertained by, but also learn something from it as well, to share some of it. Okay, so what we're gonna do next is I always start the show with the OJ, them for the weekend. 
And then what they usually like to do is take them back with some classic stuff. So that's why we played some Zap, we played some Parliament. And then we played some Neo Soul, some Jill Scott, D'Angelo. And I like to take us back. So we're playing Sylvester from 1978. And because disco is really the precursor to house, I always play a disco song and then a house song. Aside from hearing music and enjoying yourself, I always try to educate people a little bit on music and then they learn something from it. And they learn a little bit about the music aside, because at the end of the day, it's really just a party, right? You're just here to enjoy music and enjoy yourself and listen to things that you like. But um, sometimes people are interested in a little bit of the history and that sort of thing. And I try to do that here. But I'm what you call a music nerd, because I, I started young. And there was a time when I was about 16, I decided to woodshed. Woodshed is a term that goes back to Thelonious Monk. It's going into a barn and rehearsing for months. During that time, I had decided the same thing, as a musician playing, but also to study and cram everything about music. So when I was about 16, 17, I go to the library and I take out whatever was on music. It didn't matter what it was. It could be about Barbra Streisand. I just took it out. I wanted to know everything that musicians went through, the making of music and the history of music. So I retained a lot of that. So I know a couple things. What it is, y'all. Welcome to another edition of Butcher T's Noontime Cuts right here on CKUT 90.3 FM in downtown Montreal. Of course, if you're listening onto the World Wide Web, it's www.ckut.ca. Do get with even in a course for vacationing Butcher T, who's probably somewhere really hot much more nice than we are here today. So sit back, relax. The Duke Eatman Soul Train is on track. Don't have a heart attack. Stay black, and we're going back, all the way back. Matter of fact, to 1977, George Clinton and company, none other than Parliament and Flashlight, right here on CKUT 90.3 <coughs> FM. I think some of the biggest challenges of being a radio host is when you have something new, um, a new type of artist, a new music genre is coming out, something that you're not necessarily familiar with and that hasn't grown on you yet, but you have to climb within it and climb inside it to understand where it's coming from and to find something good in it. You know, every generation marks itself by critiquing the previous generation. My challenge, if I have one, is to not do that, you know. Um, you know, my, my kids listen to stuff and I try to listen to it and find some good in it rather than saying, ah, well, you turn off that noise because we do that. My parents did it with me and their parents did it with them. So it's to kind of open up your mind so you, you don't sound like that old guy. You know, you, you keep it fresh. All right, we coming back with more music. We got some disco for all y'all, some classic house after we pay some bills right here on CKUT 90.3. Ah, I almost caught you that time. My daughter's an old veteran of this. She was born in this. When she was about a year or two, she was coming with me to CHAI, CJD, Mix 96, CBC. She's grown up in here. So when she comes in here, she gets set up, she does her thing. But television stations and radio stations are like a second home for her because she was born into it, basically. Don't drink and drive. Think before you do. Be good to others and be good to yourself. And as your fill-in host, Duke Edward Even would say, peace, love, justice, and hold on to your soul. Let's do it again. Have a good show? Yeah. Lock them dead? I'll see you around. We'll be tuned in. Yeah. Take care, big man. Become famous. Oh, please. No. Not as famous as you. Pretty off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Oh. Have a good show, guys. Thank you. Rock the house. I play vu. All right, so leaving CKUT, heading down to CBC. How did I wind up at CBC? I was at K103 as program director and host of Street Sounds, which is now currently hosted by Don Smooth, whom I hired back then. 
And uh, within a month later, I got a call from CBC to just come act as a guest on a music panel they were doing on Hip Hop Appreciation Week. And after one guest slot, they offered me my own slot on the show. That's 2004, January 2004, so that's 12 years. That's the longest job I've ever had in my life. I don't think I've ever done anything else for 12 years besides breathe. So we're going inside Radio 1 here. Television is inside here also. No. <laughs> yeah, but this is America's most wanted, though. <laughs> Good afternoon, Patrick. I got some friends with me. <laughs> I'm just coming to give you the first song, and I'm going to go type up. It's a Straight No Chaser, number seven. How I prepare to go on the air is I do all my research at home. I don't want to come in and basically have to be pressed for time, especially when I'm coming from CKUT to here. I could get caught in traffic or whatnot. So everything is done at home. And so research on artists, uh, dates to know, shows coming up that they're going to be involved in, the interview, my notes. I don't come in with the notes. I've studied the notes at home so that when I come in, it's all here and I can just do it. In the past, it's happened to me a couple times where you know you get cocky and you know you don't bother doing it and you come on here and you can hear it. If you're prepared before you get here, it'll roll off your tongue easy because you've, it's like studying for an exam, right? If you studied, you're gonna do well. If you didn't, you're not. It's as simple as that. Okay, so what I do is uh, some of the music that I, I have online, I forward to the station a few days before. And then they take it here, and they take it out, and they put it in the VML. And then uh, I set the edits when I want the music to start. Sometimes it's always not necessarily the beginning of the song. It might be when the singing starts, depending on what it is. I type up a script for them, and then I give one to my co-host, one for me, one for the engineer, one for the producer, and one for the social media person. Duke yes, and of course, that's the scanning vocals of Montreal's legendary Renee Lee. Oh, and I wondered who that was. She's no, great. One of the best. On bass, the late, great Charlie Biddle, a Montreal institution. And on drums, another Montreal musical institution, Wally Muhammad. And Wally Muhammad is presenting tonight Jazz in the Neighborhood as jazz returns to the area of Little Burgundy, where that jazz explosion began in the Absolutely. 30s and 40s in places like uh, the Black Bottom and uh, Rufus Rockett's Paradise. And um, he's featuring just a potpourri of some of the best uh, jazz talent in the city. Renee Lee is going to be there as well. Six jazz bands. Wally Muhammad is so multidimensional, he's playing in about two or three of them himself <laughs> on drums. And he's actually on drums on this track right here. When I come back, I'm going to talk about Wally Muhammad. I'm going to talk about Montreal's jazz history and the big show tonight, which I hope to attend. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Duke. Yes, ma'am. So it's a tease. So we played uh, Charlie Biddle. So what I do now is now I go back. I have all my preparations, so prep done. I interviewed Wally Muhammad earlier today on CKT, so I killed two birds with one stone. And, but while I'm at my desk, I'm just gonna get ready for the four o'clock hit. How do I prepare for home run? Usually when the artist contacts me, we set up when we're gonna do a phone interview. We usually do a phone interview. If they want to meet in person, that's cool too, you know, if we can fit it around our schedule. But most of the time I do it by phone. So I interview the artists, usually about 30 minutes, over the phone, and find out everything about them. I take my notes and whatnot. And then I like to look for press releases. And then I tell them to send me more music than I'm going to utilize. Sometimes they send me the album, sometimes it's MP3s, because I want to have a choice, a diversity of what it is that I want to do. 
Duke Eatman. Yes, ma'am. Wally Muhammad, and of course, again, the uh, very sultry voice of Munchal's own Renee Lee. Vision is the key. Wally Muhammad, an incredible musician. I actually had the chance to play with him a few years ago. Oh. It was uh, at a concert at the uh, for the Black History Month at YMCA, and um, I was actually the MC. But I had wanted to sit in for a couple of couple of songs. He was the band performer. I sat in on guitar, and uh, he was on drums. And I had known him primarily as a jazz drummer, and it was just incredible how soulful and funky he was. I mean, it was it almost was sounding like hip hop. Um, I've never been nervous during any interview, and I've enjoyed. I've been I've interviewed some of the big names in, in music, and and I presented awards. I presented LL Cool J with a gold record on behalf of Def Jam. But the day that I interviewed my idol, Chuck D, for the first time in 1999, whom I'd already known, we had already had a working relationship, and now I was sitting down after a concert to interview him, and I remember shaking like I was freezing, you know? And I'll never forget, the, the one time I get to sit down with the only person I've ever really wanted to interview, and I shook the whole time. I think the best way to get to know an artist or a musician and what they do is to sort of let them tell you what's gonna be interesting about them. I remember I worked with George Balkin at CJD, and he said his, his um, influence was Johnny Carson. And I said, why? He said, because Johnny Carson lets the guests dictate what it is, and they kind of lead you to where you're going to go. Listen to what they have to say. You know when they say it's better to listen than talk? And when you listen and you don't talk, you tend to get more out of them rather than, than talking. So I've always tried to do that. Let them tell me where we're going to take it. And most of the time, it's been, it's been OK. Charlie Bill along with Wally Muhammad on drums. This is Duck Soup. Thank you, Duke. Thank you. I gave you for next hour. I gave you for next hour? Yeah. Go. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice weekend, everybody. Thank you for your patience for my friends. Especially Patrick, thank you. <laughs> Take care, see you next week. Show's done. I did the, uh, the, the four o'clock portion of Home Run, and we featured Viceroy, a young hip hop artist who will join me at my home, who's a, a young artist that I'm helping to guide and get him started. You can hear from the music, he's extremely talented and uh, extremely articulate for his age as well. A hip-hop artist that doesn't swear, it, it does exist. And uh, so now we finish, I get ready to head out, I head back to the West Island. All right, it is a little bit after 5 p.m. We're at the hot house here, that's what I like to call it, because we've got a lot of hot musicians here. And I'm gonna give you a little glimpse of what it is that I do as I tie everything with my work on the radio in Montreal and New York City. Um, what I'm doing with my book that's coming out, which is a collaboration with Chuck D of Public Enemy and my partner, Ron Maskell. All the various musicians that I've been honored and privileged to have featured on CBC and work with. And we're gonna have some impromptu live performances live and unplugged and undrugged. And uh, we're gonna let you know some of this Montreal talent here and some of the great stories behind it. And usually people come, you know, we sit down and, you know, we'll get together with them. I'm a bear alley traffic and, you know, it's not just a matter of me playing people on the radio and featuring them. A lot of in independent artists, because it's not like the rules are all written of how this industry works. I do a lot of advising with them, a lot of follow-up and a lot of guidance with what they're doing in their careers and stuff because I'm genuinely uh, a fan of their music. So we stay in contact and we do next moves and we're working on some other things. What are you guys gonna do now that you're looking for a new lead singer? 
Um, we're gonna go back in the studio. Do you need a lead singer after after this? Well, the thing is, I still wanna I still wanna look and branch out. You know, I'm sure there is like a lot of talent out there, and I just wanna see. You know, if any if there's anybody that could make our band better, why wouldn't you want that in your band? You know what I mean? I mean, we're not all singers and everything like that. That's why we, you know, you asked us to come here and do it today. It's either, you know what? Well, we're not gonna do it because we have uh, no singer, right. or we could actually, you know, well, go and do me. it. advice Duke gave us was really just to be open and honest you know there's there's nothing more that you can be uh, that's better than being honest uh, in, in what, from what he's told us and the fact that he's 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 so um, diverse like I said beforehand uh, with all the stuff that he listens to that it's, it's like he makes sure to keep to let us know to keep that mind open you know what I mean because a lot of people listen to one genre of music and they'll stick to that you know rather than opening their horizons when there's so much that's out there that it's like why stick to one I wanted to know exactly what the direction was um, one of the things we discussed is you know would you guys consider continuing without a new lead singer and they said well you know what that's all right but that's something we just sort of worked on and put together because Glenn Fry passed away but it's a whole other thing to actually present yourself when we're not really, when none of the members are really lead singers, so to speak. So wanted to know where they were at with that. So they just enjoyed it because they, they were a very prolific live band. You know, wherever rock, live, live rock bands could play in Montreal, they used to play. And Alex's younger brother's group, the Rumps, a lot of times used to perform and open with them. So they're kind of on hold, on standby for that until they find a new lead singer, new material out, find out exactly where they want to go. And you're going to hear the new material, I guarantee you, first on my show on Home Run on CBC. The most important thing I wanted to know is what are you guys working on next? What are you guys doing? Wow. Um, well, the jazz band is always writing new material. And so um, we always do try to do five originals and five standards. That's the jazz band, and that's under my name, Kimberly B.A. Quartet. So we're writing new music. So when can I get some new stuff for my show? Oh. Um, well, actually, you haven't featured our current CD, which is a tribute to Sarah Vaughan. Yeah, I think Duke's number one advice, I think Andrew hits it, is just to be yourself, not to try to help, like, to fit into a, a peg hole, but just to be who you are. And that's okay, whoever you are, and be happy in that moment and celebrate who you are. This here is the gold record that was actually presented for, in 1989, for the Batman soundtrack, the first one. And there was four that exist. One went to Warner Brother Records, one went to Warner Brother Films, which put out Batman, one went to Prince, and one went to me. A friend of mine bought it from an auction. My best friend Ron had bought me this for Christmas last year. And it goes back to the 1999 tour, Prince, The Time, 
and Vanity Six. We lost Denise Matthews of Vanity Six a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, that's a little bit of nostalgic. The Love Sexy Tour, Diamonds and Pearls. My earliest recollection of life. If I can go back as far as I can, I was about maybe two. And I remember being on stage in Atlantic City at the Steel Pier Theater doing a duck walk across the stage with Chuck Berry. My parents had put me on stage until the guards came and took me down. My second earliest recollection, I was about three, and I was at my first James Brown concert at the Montreal Forum. We were fifth row from the stage. And I can remember it like it was yesterday. So as far back as I can remember, it's just music. And when I die, it'll just be music. When I die, I hope all these people here are here and they're gonna jam. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm about. We paint a thousand words, yes, just to make it breathe, check it. Now every sound that you hear that you interpret as a beat is the sound of our feet that we making in these streets. I take pride in my steps, like I play snare in the band with the left or the right, gotta play so well, not too brash, but still with power, the floors, the walls, the roof, the keys, the door. All right, you're looking for Ken and Mike, right? You masters at work. I remember your dad asked me, call me up get their phone number and all that. This is what you're gonna do. You're just gonna head down there Saturday. Okay. You're gonna drop off your music. Don't say you want to, you want to get on now, because in radio, ain't nothing worse when I'm on the air. Right. And people come in, all right, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> but I know Ken and Mike and the great, they probably invite you right. in to do your thing anyway. I am him. VRN is the regime that I roll out with. So what you about vice? What you about the second? What you about vice? What you about I'll tell you? What you about vice? What you about hold on? What you about what I'm about? You gonna go down with him Saturday? Me? Yeah. I'm gonna go down. Of course. You say Duke said you here. Yeah. So if you're not here, just drop this off. Right. But they're probably gonna invite you in anyway. And if they don't that week, they're gonna do it the following week. All right. And we're gonna do some other stuff. Next thing is we're gonna sit down with Chuck D and we're gonna see if we could possibly work on a collaboration. Sounds good to me. You know what I'm talking about? All right. <laughs> Thank you. I break them, take them, the Jacob, the jeweler, flossing from me. Hey, 18, 29, Um, The advice that I got from Duke, it was to just stay on the path. There's gonna be a lot of people that might wanna change you or mold you in a different type of way, but to just stay on your path and, you know, just do you and just have fun at doing it, you know, be an inspiration to somebody else. So. And you know I'm never stopping, and I keep it on these degrees. Ah. Yes, sir. Can I see what it says? Music industry. Congratulations. I hope that when I'm done this, whenever it's going to be, and I hope it's never. I hope I'm doing this to my last day. People could say he had integrity for the music. He had integrity for the people that he worked with. And really, the people that I work with are the, um, the reason for my success. It's the people that, that have helped me. I've worked with a lot of talented people, so much talent. And to have been the first to play people on radio, on television, or to work with them, to advise them, to jam with them, whatever the case may be, um, they're responsible for my talent. And I just want people to think that I put a lot of integrity into what I was doing, and that's it, nothing more than that.